Hey, Hope family. Welcome to another Hope Daily and another look at Genesis and another look at the story of Abram. We will be in Genesis 15 and 16 today, looking at the continuation of the promise to Abram. We saw on Monday the call out of the land of Ur to a land that God would show him. And we're going to look at a continuation of that promise today. But first, a story of my own. The summer of 2011, I proposed to Leah, and neither of us had full-time jobs. We kind of, I guess, like Abram, we stepped out in faith to a land that God would show us, one of marriage and hopefully of jobs. Turns out, we did get jobs. That fall of 2011, I was hired at Hope, and Leah, in December, got a job teaching at Lindenwald Middle School. And she taught there for five years. And for basically all five years, she did not like it. Uh, The first couple of years, I really just was encouraging her to, hey, like, what does God have for you in this? And then by the like second half of those five years, every day I was like, just call out and never go back. And when she finally did make the choice to leave her job, it was a big step for us. We didn't know what was going to happen because of that. At the time, she was probably making about two-thirds of our uh, family income. We had Riley at this point. Uh, We wanted other children. Taking a two-thirds pay cut, we didn't know what that would look like. But what we knew was this job had gotten to a point where it was a not fun job to a point where it was detrimental to her soul. And so we really had to just like ground ourselves in what do we know that God is asking us and what do we know that God has promised us? And so we knew that what God had called us to was a life of faithfulness to him. We were called to love God and to love our neighbors, the same that we are all called to. And we knew that Leah's job was inhibiting her ability to do that well, and really our family's job to do that well. And so we didn't know what was going to be next for us, but we kept going back to that command from Jesus, to love God and to love neighbors, that we can try to figure out what we're supposed to do so long as we can love God and love neighbors. That was kind of our grounding point. But the point that I'm making is that we had to figure it out. We didn't know, it was not clear what God was calling us to. We know the promises of God that he will uh, work everything according to the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. And so we knew that good things were on the horizon, but we didn't know if that was short term or long term. Uh, how long term we would have to wait (laughs) to see those good things. But we stepped out in faith. And we tried to figure out what exactly is God's will? What does God want us to do? And so Leah started her own business. She did that for a few years and then eventually uh, got a call from a friend who knew that she was a teacher but wasn't teaching at the time and uh, knew of a school that was looking for kind of a really sweet gig, part-time, two classes, uh, it was like three-fifths pay, no before-school duties, no after-school duties, kind of in and out. And so it would be a great supplemental income for us, and she would still be able to continue her business. She did that for, I believe, a year, then eventually uh, took a full-time position and is still teaching at now Magnolia Elementary School. It was not the route that we thought God was going to take us on. At times, we thought that this new business that she started doing, interior decorating, was the way that God would provide for us, that she could work and build that company, and maybe God has something like that in her future. But clearly, what God had for her is what we have now. We can now see the benefits of her going back to teaching. And it could be easy for us to wonder, did we waste those years? Did we have 
undue financial burden on ourselves for those years where she wasn't teaching? Should she have just looked harder at a different job? She was pretty determined not to teach that she didn't want to do that. And so she didn't. But was she wrong? Were we wrong? Did we take the wrong steps? I don't know. And maybe are the answers that I have. But the point that I'm making and the point that I'm going to pull out from Abram's story is that I think we have grace to figure out the promises of God. Now, that doesn't mean that we won't mess up. It doesn't mean that at the end of it, we won't have things that we have to repent for because in trying to figure it out, we have in fact sinned. We have crossed some sort of boundary. And yet we see Abram, I think, make several mistakes. Today, we're just going to look at one of them. But I think I think Abram messing up was actually a sign that he trusted God. So let's turn to Genesis chapter 15. It begins with another moment where Abram receives a vision from the Lord. In this vision, he's told, Do not be afraid. I am your shield. Your reward will be very great. But Abram said, Lord God, what can you give me since I am childless and the heir of my house is Eleazar of Damascus? Abram continued, Look, you have given me no offspring, so a slave born in my house will be my heir. Now the word of the Lord came to him, This one will not be your heir. Instead, one who comes from your own body will be your heir. He took him outside and said, Look at the sky and count the stars, if you are able to count them. Then he said to him, Your offspring will be that numerous. So Abram is getting to a point where he was 75 when he first left. He's only getting older now, and he is growing concerned. How can he be a blessing? How can his offspring be a blessing? How can he be a great nation if God has not given him an offspring? And so he calls God to task. How are you going to fulfill your promise if I don't have any kids? And God reaffirms this promise, takes him out to, the, to a high place, says, look up at the stars. Your offspring will be as numerous as the stars in the heavens. Verse 6 of chapter 15, Abram believed the Lord and he credited it to him as righteousness. So Abram heard these words of God and he believed them. He trusted in them. And yet the next chapter we see, Chapter 16, verse 1, Abram's wife, Sarai, had not borne any children for him, but she owned an Egyptian slave named Hagar. Sarai said to Abram, since the Lord has prevented me from bearing children, go to my slave. Perhaps through her I can build a family. And Abram agreed to what Sarai had said. So Abram's wife, Sarai, took Hagar, her Egyptian slave, and gave her to her husband, Abram, as a wife for him. This happened after Abram had lived in the land of Canaan ten years. He slept with Hagar, and she became pregnant. Now, this was a grave mistake. Things go bad, both for Sarah and Abram, for at least a little bit. They go bad for Hagar and Ishmael, the son who will be born to Hagar. This was a mistake. This was wrong. This was exploitative of this slave, Hagar. On Monday, we'll look a little bit more at this story in the way that God redeems and intervenes on behalf of Hagar. We have future stories that I won't look at specifically, but where Abram lies about Sarah being his sister rather than his wife because he's afraid that if they find out that Sarah is his wife, that he will be killed and will take Sarah. And the presumed logic, this isn't there, this is me adding it in, is that if Abram's dead, God can't give him an offspring. And so I think these mistakes, these lies, this exploitation and sexual sin that Abram agrees, even if it wasn't his idea, he agrees to enter into, are done out of a place 
of believing God. That Abram believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. And yet, what did he do? He made mistakes trying to figure out how is God going to be faithful. They, really, Sarah and Abram believed God so much that they were willing to sin to make God right. My suggestion to you is not to go out and sin and see how God is going to use that to bring about his promises to you, but rather to move, to go somewhere, to have faith. And you might mess up. Things might get messy. But God is calling us to move in a direction, to trust him. I think we should do that prayerfully. We should do that with the wisdom of others. We have something that Abram didn't have, which is the word of God in written form in the Bible. We have something that Abram didn't have, which is the spirit of God living inside of us. And so we can bounce all of our ideas of what should I do off of scripture, off of the spirit, and off of one another. And hopefully it will allow us to avoid pitfalls like the one that Abram steps into with his wife's slave woman, Hagar. But Abram, as we saw on Monday, is called the father of all who believe. His faithfulness to God often looked messy, but he trusted God and he acted on that trust. Sometimes those actions were wrongheaded, but they were based in a trust of God. And I think so many times we say we believe in God, but we don't do anything about it. I have used this term myself and about myself, but we often call ourselves believers. We believe in Jesus Christ. And I think of James' words that good, even the demons believe and tremble. So believing is one aspect of our faith, but the other aspect is acting upon that belief. If we sit and say we believe in God, but if we're not actually moving, trying to follow God, even when life is unsure, then what good is that faith? Will that faith save you? We need a faith that is willing to mess up. We don't aim to mess up. We aim to be faithful. We aim to do what God has called us to do. But there are times where we don't know what that is. And so we need to be willing to step out into faith. We need to be willing to make mistakes. And if we do make mistakes, we need to own up to them. We need to handle them, I think, better than we'll see that Abram and Sarah handle them. But if you've been sitting passively believing in God, it's time to get up and to put that belief into action, to follow him. You might get messy, you might make mistakes, but if you believe God and you act on it, it will be credited to you as righteousness.